Father, we do adore you. It's a choice that we make to come into your presence, to lay our lives down, to lay our, our, the things that we're going through down and say, Father, we give those to you. We leave those at the cross and we press into you and we enter into that place of worship, that intimate connection with you. There are people all over the world probably standing around this morning not engaging with you, maybe being entertained or, or maybe thinking about other things. But the intent is that we come into that intimate place with you and it's a choice that we make many times to put all that stuff behind us and press in. And Father, what a great privilege and honor it is to be able to worship you freely. There are people that are having to hide and under, being underground to, to do what we're able to do freely. And Father, we give you thanks for this opportunity. And we want to seize this opportunity to the best of our ability to enter into you. And Father, this morning, I pray that you would open our spiritual eyes to see you with greater clarity. That you would open our spiritual ears to hear your small, still voice speaking to our hearts. That you would open our hearts to receive everything that you have for us this morning. That we would walk away changed, not because we've come to another church service, but because we've had an encounter with you. So, Father, we pray all these things with great expectation in the all-powerful, in the almighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you, Kayla and Graco, for joining us this morning. Praise team, great job. Everybody did wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to do something a little bit different uh, this morning. Did you want to keep the, the student ministry in here? I didn't talk to you. No? Okay. All right. Well, you guys are released. Go on back then. Fine. If you don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys are welcome to go back. They're actually leaving without you. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Just thought I'd let you know. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And, and happy Valentine's Day. And spouses, if you're here, would you, you can go ahead and give a little kiss. Don't get carried away here, all right? All right. <laughs> but we're so glad to have you here. Thank you so much. And uh, we're going to do something quite different this morning. Uh, you know, we do that from time to time. And, and uh, part of the, the reason is, is not just to do something different, but because there's a purpose and a, a plan. And so we're going to be moving some stuff around here in a few minutes. Uh, you guys want to go ahead and do that? That's fine. And I'll, I'll just shift over here a little bit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, but before we, uh, I want to spend some time with, with Christian. But before I do, I want to talk about this new series that we're starting today. It's called The Sword. And uh, uh, let me just read this, this passage of scripture. It's found in Ephesians six seventeen, and it says, uh, and I'm going to go through more of this next week, but, but I want to spend some time with, with Christian. I want you guys to get to know him and, and him share a little bit. But in, in Ephesians 6, 17, it says, Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And last series and, and last month, I guess, as I was praying about what we were going to be teaching on and, and going through this, this next series, the Lord said, I want you to teach on the Word. And so, anyway, I'll get more into that next, next week, but um, we'll be talking about the Word. The Word is vital, and uh, also, speaking of what's vital, when we praise God, when we worship God, there's something that happens in us. And I've talked about this before, 
But what do you think we're going to be doing in heaven? I mean, we're going to have some great preachers there, you know, uh, uh, Joel Osteen and, and John Gray. How many of you were at the uh, marriage conference? Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, well, we have Jesus up there. I mean, even better. Yeah, right, right. The, the king. But what do you think we're going to be doing in heaven? There's not going to be any need for preaching, right? Because we're all going to be saved. Uh, so we're going to be spending a lot of time worshiping. I'm, I'm kind of excited. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, just saying, hey, God, can I play in the praise team? Can I play drums every once in a while? Uh, but, you know, we're going to be worshiping him. And we don't have to wait till we get to heaven. We can implement worship in our life now. And worship is not really just, and I talked about praise and worship the last couple of weeks. So if you missed uh, those sermons, please go back and, and watch those or podcast those. But praise and worship is really, really vital because something happens inside of us as we begin to praise God and we begin to yield our life to him. And there's something that happens inside of us, but also there's something that happens in the atmosphere around us. The, you know, the word says that we are in a spiritual battle. We battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness in the heavenly places. And so as we begin to worship, and I've shared with you guys many times, when, when you're under spiritual attack, and I've been under spiritual attack many times. I was under spiritual attack yesterday. Uh, but the thing to do is to begin to praise and worship. And I can tell you from my experience, that's the last thing you'll want to do. But as we begin to praise, as we begin to worship, something happens in us and something happens in the atmosphere. It's like that oppression that the enemy can't stay in the presence of worship. And like I've said, that will probably be the last thing you will want to do. But if you will press through and begin to worship, you will see a change. You will, there will be a tangible change that you will sense. And so praise and worship is really, really important. And uh, as one of the things that happens as we begin to worship, we're proclaiming the things of God. We're declaring the word of God. In fact, turn to your neighbor and, and tell them, I know God loves me. Tell them with some conviction. Say, I know God loves me. Even when I mess up. Especially when I mess up. <laughs> Amen. How, how does that make you feel? Do you feel a little bit different? Now tell them, God loves you, even when you mess up. You know, I, don't, I see smiles all over the sanctuary. What happens is we begin to come into alignment with the word of God, because that's what God says about us. He says he loves us. His love is unconditional. It's unmerited favor. So even if we don't think we're worthy of his love, it doesn't change the truth. And so as we begin to declare the things of God, as we begin to come into alignment with his word, Romans 12, 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does that mean? Coming into alignment with God's word. It does something in our life. And you just saw how it does something in somebody else's life as you proclaim the things of God to them. And so when we declare his word, things happen. We're reminded. It, it, when we're singing these songs, we're reminded of his word to us and his promises to us. And so it encourages us and it, and it builds us up. And so that's why we, that's one of the reasons that we worship is we're giving praise and glory and honor to God. But you know what? We're, we're the recipients of, of some of that benefit too. And so we're reminded of the things of God. And many times, uh, you know, I thought about this 
like the musicians in the Old Testament, they're like, oh, those guys have a skate job. I mean, they just play music all day. Until sometimes there was a battle, and they're like, okay, praise team, you guys are leading the, well, wait a minute, we don't have any swords. We, get out there and praise. You know, so they had, they had some challenges too. But many times the Lord would use the praise and worship team, and he would defeat the enemies. They didn't have swords and all these things. They weren't fighting. It was the presence of God going before them. So we see the power of praise, not just spiritually, but physically. There's a manifestation that can happen as we begin to press into God and as we begin to worship him. So you've got some mountains in front of you. Praise God. Begin to praise him. Begin to thank him. Begin to proclaim his word over your situation and over your life. So when under spiritual attack, it's, it's, important, it's an important tactic that we have available to us to praise and worship the Lord. And we talk about one of our, our models here at Life Fellowship, mottos here at Life Fellowship is Bible-based, Christ-centered. Right. And so worship will always be an integral part of what we do here because it's part of the fiber, the DNA, the heart of what God has called us to do and who we are. Not only as individuals, we should develop a lifestyle of worship, and that's not just a song service. That's, that's a lifestyle that we develop worshiping God. But as a church, that is part of our mandate and part of what we're all about is worshiping God. And there, so, well, let me put it this way. One of the vital positions here at Life Fellowship is a praise and worship leader. If we say praise and worship is important, well, then we need to have somebody that's connected to that vision and that heart. And I know that we've had, over the, the past few years, we've had several different people. And uh, I, I remember when we first started, there was a guy that said, oh, I can lead praise and worship. And I said, well, let's talk and let's visit. Well, he had a problem with alcohol. Uh, he was struggling seriously with alcohol addiction. He, he was living with a woman and either she was married or he was married to somebody else. And I'm like, you know, that's not really going to work for us because people that are leading someone in worship, they need to have a relationship with the Lord. They need to have a strong relationship with the Lord. A, a worship leader, just by the, the words, what do they do? They lead us into worship. And so imagine that you're pouring uh, um, fresh, clean, pure water from a clean pitcher into a dirty vessel. Does it have an, an impact on that water? I mean, would you want to drink that dirty water after it's been poured through a dirty vessel or a funnel? So, you know, it's not that anybody's perfect, but there is a standard that we need to have. And, and a lot of times in churches, they'll have musicians playing up on the platform that aren't even saved. The music's great, but I'm thinking, you know, we need to be saved if we're going to be leading people in worship. We cannot lead people where we haven't been or, and where we don't go. So, so we've been praying, and, uh, you know, I, let me go back and touch on a couple of things. We had to, Tavarius was here for a few months. Great, great young man, powerful, great worshiper, loved him, but his heart was really for the younger generation. I said, uh, you know, we have kind of a, a mentality here. People, uh, people are more important than ministry. People are more important than ministry. And I talked to Tavarius, and I said, hey, listen, your heart is here. You need to be going and ministering to, to that generation. That's where your heart is. And I didn't know what we were going to do. But you know what? I valued him over the ministry. 
And then Walter came, and Walter and I had a good conversation, and, and uh, it just, I think for him, uh, it wasn't a good time for him to transition into a full-time praise and worship uh, role. And uh, so we talked, and, and uh, I love Walter and Christy, and there's no hard feelings. In fact, Walter was the one that suggested Christian come. I don't think he would send somebody over here unless he doesn't like you and said, hey, why don't you go to this church? <laughs> there may be some pastors that will send some sheep over to another church. Hey, why don't you go to that church? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, so Walter and I have a good relationship and uh, and Christian has, has come and, and we've had a chance to sit and talk and, and uh, I've shared with him our heart and vision and, and what God has called us to do. And he's very much in line with that. And, and so I, I just wanted to uh, sit and talk with him for a, a few moments. If you're visiting today, I'm sorry, this is atypical for what we normally do. But praise and worship is so important and so vital to this church. And so I want, one, I want you to walk away realizing the importance of praise and worship in your own life. And uh, that that is an in, in, integral part of what we do here. And so I want to talk, talk with Christian and uh, let him share his heart with you because he's here and he's going to be leading us. And, and I want him to get to know you and I want you to get to know him. And uh, let me see if there's anything else I wanted to say before we jump into that. Okay, well, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah uh, he, okay, he's full time. He's full-time on staff. And, uh, you know, I think that's one of the things. I'm going to go ahead and sit down here now. Hey, video audience. Great to have you with us today. This was like the XOXO conference Q&A. Oh, yeah. So we're not married. Yeah, no, no, no. We're not married. Yeah. We are the bride of Christ, though, so we're married to the Lord. We're not brided to each other. Yeah, absolutely not. We were at we were at Sam's the other day. Christian was helping us get some tables and. And the guy there asked us some asked me a question, and I said, "Well, you'll have to uh, you'll have to ask my wife." And so this lady walks up, and he, and and he's like, "Are you his wife?" And she's like, "No." And then he looks at Christian, and he says, "Are you his wife?" And I said, no, 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 no. My wife is still over there. Because I'm short. <laughs> so anyway. Um, we're we're gonna have fun today. So everybody, just take a deep breath. Relax. All right. Kick off your shoes. If 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 they don't, if your feet don't stink too bad, just and you you won't, uh, you know, distract your neighbors. Um, but but Christian is is full time, and and I wanted to just uh, just talk with him and and allow him to share his heart and and talk about some of the things that that are going to be going on. The first question I have for you, Christian, is uh, how does it feel to have the name Christian? I mean, is there any pressure? It's like, uh, what's your name? Christian and you got mad, you know, I, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, think about being James, Jesus' brother. Uh, James, really? Why can't you be more like Jesus? He got a hundred on every test. I mean, he was, he was, yeah, well, and look at this table Jesus made, and that's what you made? Seriously? That's the best you can do? This, this table is, is revolutionized how we make tables now, and that's the best you can do, James? So, Anyway, that that would have been a lot of pressure. So, how does it how does it feel to have the name Christian? I mean, um, well, first of all, I do want to say hi. My name is Christian. <laughs> didn't know, and I know throughout the week I had a full beard. So, oh, that's what's different. That is what's yeah, different. I do have a baby face, uh, but to have the name Christian, 
I don't know. I don't really feel like it brings on a lot of pressure. Maybe okay. because my name really, you know, isn't exactly spelled like, you know, C-H or C-R. It's just, it's with the K. My mom was very creative. <laughs> and uh, so I guess I've never really, I mean, growing up, yeah, you kind of have that, oh, Christian, th th the question, are you Christian? <laughs> and uh, to which I would respond, yes, my name is Christian. And yes, I am a Christian. So, But sure. really no pressure there. I think uh, growing up, I had more pressure uh, because I was a PK. My okay. parents were pastors, so I, I feel like... PK is, is Christianese for kid. pastor's kid. Pastor's kid. So, and I usually think, those are the wild ones, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not ready to share that. I don't want to testimony yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wasn't that wild. Okay. But no, so, well, not really that, that much pressure. Okay. Well, we've, we've spent some time talking, and uh, one of the things that I realized when we were looking for a praise and worship leader is um, that we really needed to bring somebody on full-time. And, and the challenge with that when you're a small church is that you don't have a lot of resources, okay, money, to do stuff like that. And uh, even, uh, even when I was in Corpus, the, the whole culture there seemed to be a little bit different in Corpus Christi than here because I played drums on our praise and worship team for a number of years at our church and there was never any compensation. And, and a lot of times you'll, you'll try to find musicians here and it's like, well, uh, you pay anything? No, uh, we can't pay anything right now. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to help you out. So, and I believe that a man is worthy of his heart. And I believe that we should uh, people that are skilled and 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 uh, you know and leading worship and things like that, I think they should be compensated. But it it was hard for us to find somebody. And what I realized is that we really needed to have somebody on full time that has our heart. That's here. Christian's been coming up during the week, and and he's been doing a great job helping us. We had the EXO conference, and we're having to move tables and set up stuff, and he was great at helping us. But having somebody here that we can communicate, uh, that I can communicate with on a daily basis or a weekly basis is really, really helpful. And then the other thing is it, it takes a lot off my platter too because there were times when uh, we didn't have a musician or we needed to find a, a fill-in and I'm on the phone calling everybody I know, hey, do you know a, a guitar player? Do you know a bass player? Whatever. And so that takes a whole lot of pressure off of me. Um, before we move on to some of the other roles that you'll be fulfilling, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about worship or your heart towards that? Or Absolutely. Um, as Pastor was saying, I am here full-time now. I've been here throughout the week. And uh, just something that I personally believe in is that what a leader is is actually someone who serves. You know, yeah. and I know, I guess the title could say worship leader, but in all honesty, I'm here to serve in worship. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to serve the team, which I'm very grateful for. I know Graco's here today in place of Chambo and Jay's. Yeah, you're Alex, he's Chase, right? I'm yeah, still, yeah. it's my second year, come on. <laughs> Chase, you know, Kayla, who's on board now, yeah. Alex and, and Horacio. So I'm just, I'm here to serve them. So it's not, I know usually you're like, oh, well, you're the one in front singing, but it's not about me. First of all, it's not about any of us. It's about Christ. And, Amen. Um, and at the same time, I'm here to serve you. That's why throughout the week, I'm like, hey, do we need to move any more tables? I know, what was it? Friday night, we stayed here like till 11 something. Okay, yeah. what else needs to be yeah. done? You know, well, my car's kind of dirty. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 no, 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 just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so ultimately, I, I believe um, worship is more than just music. You know, one of my personal visions, which is very much tied to the churches, is that worship is it's just every day what yeah. you're doing. And, and, and I base that off of John uh, chapter 4, verses 21 through 24. Can, can I read 
sure, yeah. Uh, NLT. You don't have to open up your Bibles. I'm not preaching. Uh, Jesus replied, <laughs> believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer ma matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes to the Jews. Let me go to 23. But the time is coming, indeed, it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Now notice that it doesn't say the true worshipers will worship him with the guitar, or with the bass, or with the drums, food, the drums or with drums. the triangle, or trombone. Anybody ever played trombone or tuba or anything like that? I did. Okay, I was terrible. You know, I was terrible. <laughs> I wanted to play drums, and they gave me a trombone. You know, well, you know, it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, but you know, ultimately, it doesn't say you have to play an instrument to mm. worship. It's just worship. Just it's a daily thing. It's whenever you're working, whenever you're assisting others, whenever you're letting you're letting Jesus light shine through your life. That's worship. Yeah. And through your worship daily, your, through your worship lifestyle, people will come to Christ. People will come to you. You know what? I need to be like you. What's up with you? What are you on, or what are you taking? And well, I'm just taking the Jesus pill, you know. So, uh, get on. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great. That that's wonderful. And and uh, what we want to continue to do is press into the Lord. I mean, what's our mission statement? To develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. Very good. That was good. Um, so we're we're deliberate and strategic in pressing into that place. Because if we do that on Sunday morning, we're going to be more accustomed to doing that on Monday morning on the drive to work or whatever. So we want to always um, continue to, to press into him. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say about worship before we move to the next section? Uh, well, that was pretty much it. I mean, I do want to say that um, this place is pretty rowdy. This side is pretty rowdy. <laughs> These two are sections need to get it on. Yeah, come on, ramp it up. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, one of the other things, well, I asked, I asked Christian when we met, um, I said, if you could do three things, and three things are a lot, but if you could do three things, what would you want to do? And he said, well, I feel like I'm called to be a worship pastor. I feel like that's really what God is calling me to do. So that would be first. And secondly, uh, he, he was working in marketing, and he said, the other thing is, is I really enjoy doing like multimedia stuff, social media, all that kind of stuff. I, I really enjoy doing that kind of thing. And then the third thing was that he said that he loved working with the student ministry and the youth. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. This is like perfect. Uh, because those are the three key areas that we really need some help with. And, uh, and, and so as we talked, uh, I said, well, we really don't have, we, the size that we are really wouldn't warrant a full-time position as a worship leader. But if we could do some other things, then maybe we could, and, you know, social media and all this marketing stuff and, uh, lead, and working with the student ministry, the youth group would be great. So that, that was kind of how this all came about. And so you want to talk a little bit about uh, the second phase, this, the social media, the marketing, all of Yeah, well, with this, pretty much <clears throat> what it'll be is the social media. I'm handling the Facebook page. Well, I'm helping Tanya with the Facebook No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tanya. She, she's good with it. Teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bro. Yeah. So, uh, I'll, be, you know, I'll be handling the Facebook. So you, 
this week, I'm, I'm not sure those who follow, follow the page, if you don't, shame on you, go like it. Yeah. Uh, you've noticed that we've kind of changed the cover uh, picture. One of the things that I noticed when I first checked out the page when Pastor told me, go check this out on, on Facebook, um, I went on Facebook and I started checking the pages. I'm like, well, who's the pastor? Because I didn't see any images of who the pastor was. I mean, I knew he was the pastor. Yeah. I just didn't see a picture of him. And I was like, you know what? I need to get a picture of my good-looking pastor. So if Ooh. you notice now. He just got a raise. <laughs> see what I mean? <laughs> That's God's favorite. No, um, but uh, so one of the things is that, you know, we, you know, minor details, if you notice, I added a picture of the pastors that, you know, okay, our logo is actually a bit more different. It, it brought a little bit more light. And, yeah. Um, some of the, um, the series, the, the series you're, for the preaching the sword, you know, I helped come up with that. And yeah. so, you know, I'll be serving in that area. And also through, I'll be ministering through the social media, um, Facebook. Do we have an Instagram? No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But we can we'll do that. One of the youth to handle that. Uh, oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, there's so many different things. It's yeah, like, Twitter, how many, yeah, how YouTube. many things can you have? I'll be, I'll be doing that full time. And frankly, can I be honest? I really don't like that. I, I don't like messing with it. I've got other things to do. But Christian has been great. Uh, these people that, that have been responding to some of the, the posts and stuff, he's been, you've been doing a great job. He, he doesn't even know him. And he's like, oh, we love you too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm still getting to know most of you. So like whenever someone was commenting on the picture, we love you, Pastor. Yeah. I'm just like, we love you too. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Good response. Because some of those people are from Corpus Christi, you know? So anyway, but it, it, he's wow, real. Pastor really takes the time to respond to every message. Yeah. It's Christian. But he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I love you too. <laughs> but he's really jumped in and taken ownership. I think that's one of the things that we look for in leadership skills is that do, are they taking ownership? Are, and I've talked about three characteristics that are really, really important. People that are teachable, people that are humble, people that are obedient. And when God finds people like that, he can use them tremendously. And so one of the things that we look for, and I, I, we meet with our team leaders on a regular basis, look for people that take ownership, that have the skill sets, but more importantly, have the heart, the whatever it takes attitude, WIT. We have an acronym, WIT, and what that means is whatever it takes. So take ownership. This is your church. You see something on the floor that needs to be picked up? I promise you, you're empowered to pick that up and throw it in the trash because this is your church. It's our church. And so I've been really impressed with Christian taking ownership, taking the bull by the horns. And uh, we were talking about this new series, The Sword, and he's like, well, what do you think about this? And he started drawing out a graphic. I'm like, that's great. And the next thing I know, he's got it done. So uh, I really appreciate that because it's going to take some pressure off of me. And, and I, it, it's indicative or it's, it's an indication, I guess, indicative, I guess, indication, uh, that, that he, I believe he is in the right spot and that he fits here really, really well. That may be a scary thought for you to, to, to realize you fit so well here. But no, you, you really do. And, and uh, so I've been very appreciative of that and, and um, you know, very impressed with, with your willingness to serve. And we talk about leadership at Life Fellowship as servant leadership. It's not, hey, go through the gate. You know, I'm going to push you through. It's not do what I say, but do what I do. Because how do children learn? What are the three ways? 
and adults learn the same way. And so as, as serving in ministry, and ministry, that word ministry really means serving. And so as we're serving, we're leading, and uh, uh, we're setting the stage and the platform and uh, the foundation for how we do ministry. Remember, it's people first, ministry second. And so people are important. That's the whole purpose of what we do is to connect with the Lord and then help others connect with him too. So anyway, uh, sorry, I kind of bunny trailed here, but, but I do that. And uh, Jason and Tanya have been doing a great job with that in the past, but they've been looking to kind of pass it off. And then plus it takes some pressure off of Christine too. So, um, so I've been really pleased with that. Expansion. We're talking about uh, improving our product, and when I say product, what we put out on the web and our video and stuff like that, uh, the quality of that. So we're talking about how we can do that. We're talking about maybe trying to get on public access TV and stuff like that. And so in order to do that, we need to raise the bar on our product. How many of you have ever seen like a Christian program and it's really cheesy and you're like, oh, we don't want to be that guy. We don't want to be that church. So we're, there's a lot of things going on here, and, and we're talking about expansion of the ministries are growing. We're talking about praying for a building and, and land and things like that. So there's a lot of things happening, and it's really an exciting time to be on the ground floor of what's going on. So uh, we're glad to have you here. Um, do, you, do you want to talk about some more of the social media or the video uh, improvements that we're, we're looking at? bit more detail to what Pastor was talking about. One of the things that we currently do here at Life Fellowship is that uh, once the, we record, obviously, hey, what's up? We record, uh, you know, the, the actual service, and then, you know, about an hour later, boom, we throw it on, onto our website. And one of the things that I was telling Pastor is that we could actually go ahead and, you know, kind of add a little bit more detail to it. You know, we could probably have, like, an introductory video and then have some... Post-production some, stuff. Hi, welcome to Life maybe not that that's my lady voice that's my lady voice you know and welcome get ready to worship god you know and then you know just no oh my gosh no and and so and so you know you know the video would show up as a worship song and then you know we would get pastor's message now we love pastor mark but you know sometimes we'll have to edit you know and you know we're not good i know it's like normally you preach about what 30 minutes or something like that less 25 30 minutes so we'll probably have to cut that to like five i'm just kidding no <laughs> in jesus name amen no um more like you know somewhere close to 15 20 minutes you know get the the main points and then um because you know today's you know our generation their attention span is you know it's gone from like from this to like six second vine videos you know so um we, we want to go ahead and just kind of grab their attention and keep it and, and, and not keep them too long for them, you know, to the point where like, oh, okay, I'm done, you know. Uh, so just kind of working on that. That's just a minor details about that. And, um, of course, being able to get on, on um, well, we're going to start doing YouTube videos next week. So we're going to have video blogs of either Pastor Mark, Pastor Christine, some of the leaders, myself, you know. We might even call you up, so just be ready. You never know. Hey, you know, are you ready to share a word, you know, so. Uh, and, and we'll record you, and, and we'll shoot you up on, on YouTube so you can become famous. You know? so. Thank you. Oh, my mic went out. I don't know what happened. Maybe that's a sign. Maybe 
Maybe I need to shorten my sermons up even shorter. I don't know. Five minutes. <laughs> Five minutes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're really excited about some of the, the opportunities that the Lord is opening up. And, and one of the things that we have to realize as we grow, we have to change the way we do things. We never change the message. We never change the message, but we change the methods. I mean, you think about Facebook wasn't even, I don't know when Facebook showed up, but it wasn't even. Yeah. So 10 years ago, Facebook was non-existent. So we have we have tremendous opportunity to reach out to the world through all these different mediums. Uh, and so we can do that. And, and so we want to utilize that. Not that I'm real big on being on TV. I don't care about that. But we, the message that we have, we want to get out to as many people as we can. And one of the guys that's, uh, you, many of you have met, Elliot Lavelle, he's on our board of directors. He's been telling me, man, you guys need to get on public access TV. Even if you don't have anything to show, but run a banner across there and says live fellowship, 10 a.m. and some music playing. But I didn't want to do that until we actually had a product that we could put on there, a quality product. So this is all part of the ministry. And it's like, like we've talked about, you may be cleaning or you may be part of the special ops team that comes up on Thursdays to worship in the sanctuary and pray over the sanctuary and clean and do special projects. Or you may be on the parking lot team and you may think, well, I'm just helping people park or I'm just waving to people as they drive by. Those things are important. And all of, the th all of those things represent what we're doing, what Christ is doing here. But they're important because they're, they're reaching out to people and they're impacting lives. So everything that we do, we talk about, we want to do with excellence, not perfection, but with excellence to the best of our ability. And you know that we have some challenges in this building. We've got a low ceiling. We have a bathroom in our sanctuary. You know, so you have some things that you have to work with. It's kind of an odd room with this door back here. So we, we have pipe and drape to kind of make it work. And we do the best that we can, but we want to do everything with excellence. And I think that's been one of the things, Christian, that, that has impressed me about you as well, is that you have, there's a spirit of excellence that you have. And you understand what excellence is about and how to execute excellence, but also realizing that it's not just excellence for excellence sake, but, but it's excellence because we're representing, we're representing Christ. So we want to do that to, to the best of our ability. you have anything you want to say regarding that, excellence, or no? Uh, I think, um, just like I mentioned before, as a worship leader, worship servant, uh, I'm here to serve with excellence in, in everything. And wherever I see that my help is needed, I'll be there to serve and help out. You know? Obviously, there are some things that I have to get finished, like plants and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just I'm here to serve with excellence. Oh, I appreciate that. The, the third phase of, of what we've talked about is leading the youth and um, developing a student ministry worship team, a youth worship team, obviously continuing to expand and develop the, uh, the, the main, the sanctuary worship team. Uh, well, let me bunny trail here for a second. When I talked to Christian, one of the things that I told him is that I'm looking for my Thomas Miller. You know who Thomas Miller is? Some of you do. If you've gone to Gateway or if you're, if you're familiar with Gateway uh, Church in South Lake, I see them as a model for us. They have like 40,000 more people than we do. But other than that, we're kind of the same. Uh, 
And they have Carrie Job, and they have Sign Alford, and they have some of those guys. But, yeah, and Christian, and yeah, all these guys. But uh, Thomas Miller is the executive worship pastor, and he is a worship leader. He's a worship pastor, but he also has worship leaders and teams under him, and he's kind of the right-hand guy for Pastor Robert Morris. And so that's what I've been looking for, somebody that can come alongside us, that has our heart, the vision, and uh, the DNA that we have that God has planted in us that can help us drive this forward. And so what I see long-term is that Christian will continue to lead worship, but there may be Sundays when he's not leading worship because other people are leading worship. So he's going to be handling the administrative stuff and a lot of the hands-on stuff as well. And so that's what we've been praying for. That's what we've been looking for because we're God is building this whole thing that we're just on the ground floor of right now. So part of what Christian will be doing is, to, uh, you know, the things we've talked about, but also helping to develop a children's ministry worship. And I think this is a great example. How many of you are from Texas? Let me see your hand. Okay. And so if you're from here, you know that football is king, right? I mean, they start playing football when they can barely put on a helmet without falling over. And so they start training out these little kids to play football at a young age. And by the time they get to intermediate school and high school, uh, they've, they've been playing for a while. They've been trained and equipped. So we're taking that same concept and applying to training up our children in ministry as they begin to come into the nursery or they begin come into the younger classrooms, we begin to teach them about the basic foundational truths of the Lord, that God really loves them, that God has a special plan for them. And so we begin to train them up. So we want to do the same thing with worship and let them worship in their own way. And But we're developing something in them. The Lord is developing something in them, preparing them. Because our role as parents is not to train up our children to be children, it's to train them up to be vibrant, successful, healthy adults, Christian adults that can go out and live it and make a difference, right? That's our role. That's our goal. And so we want to do that with worship. So did you want to talk about uh, some of that, maybe? some of the? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the um, goals that we have here at Life Fellowship for our worship team is to be able to expand uh, what we have going on here, but take it to, well, obviously, hopefully in a new building, right? But, you know, yeah. I meant like, with the children's ministry, with the youth ministry, with the college and career ministry, where they'll be able to have their own um, worship team, or you know, uh, you know, connect youth and college and career, and then split them up into their classes, right? But uh, part of that is not just um, teaching music theory; it's, it's about mentoring, and that's something that that uh, I know Pastor Mark believes in. I believe in it, and and that's mentoring our the generations that are coming, because if we're not preparing. The, the younger generation, you know, by the time we're we're older, you know, whenever they come up, they're gonna be like, well, what do we do? You know, how do I hold the guitar, or how do I, what do I sing into, or how, what's worship? Yeah. And uh, so that that's a plan that I shared with Pastor Mark. I think I even shared it before you even told me about it. I was like, I'd love to be able to to develop. Um, and I have been asking all this week. I have been asking, oh, do we have any students that are like in band or anything like that? You know, I'm already thinking like, okay. We got to get these kids on here. You know, we got to start using their talents. I'm a huge believer in allowing um, 
people to use the talents that God has given them to to gift them to the church, to gift them to people. Um, you know, I'm not really a big fan of no, you can't sing because you sing better than me. So no, you know, I'm all for it. Hey, if you sing better than me, get up there. You know, uh, but whatever gift that God has given you, we want to help the, the children's ministry, the student ministry, the youth, college and career. We want them to develop it and, and share it. And not just here in, in the congregational temple, but out there in, the, in their jobs and their schools and, you know, wherever they are at. So that's part of what we want to do. And uh, well, we're, we're about to kick it off, though. All good. Um, do you want to speak to some of the things that you're thinking about uh, yeah, with the youth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I will be helping out with the youth. Um, I'll be, I know Pastor Christine Ray and his wife. Heather. Heather, they're back there. See, already. Um, I will be help them, helping them out right now. We're proposing to ha have a um, an actual youth service for them. Uh, so right now we're thinking Wednesdays, you know, because I know we, we have our Wednesday Bible study, so it's easy for you. Now you can come and... Worship Bring your and kids. at the same time, your yeah. kids will be in the back, and it will be a service for them. We'll probably have praise and worship here in the meantime, and then we'll go ahead and get. But it's like, and it's it's separate from Sunday, I guess, in the sense that it it would we, we're going to try to make it more like like how it is here on a Sunday, but for them they are on a Wednesday, you know. And then uh, we want to go ahead and at least take them out once a month, like have like a life day. That's what I'm calling it. In, you know, in faith, like a life day is where we go out and as a, as a youth ministry and college and career ministry, we go out and we play football, right? I'm from Arkansas, so I like football too. Uh, you know, go Razorbacks. Amen, brother. Where are you from? Arkansas, what part? Texarkana, Fort Smith. Anyways, <laughs> representing. All right. I should have brought my Razorback jersey. Uh, so, but I didn't mean to make you cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we have some Longhorns he's, in the house, or Aggies, or something. There. He's crying because the Razorbacks beat the Longhorns. Oh! <laughs> Remember? No, so, uh, you know, go ahead and take them out to play football, basketball, soccer, whatever these your kids are good at. And I, I may not be good at it. But, you know. um, so that's something that we have planned right now. We still I, we kind of need to get, you know, right, get it on paper. But that's a plan, and, and um, that will, again, that, that will help us because as a new youth come in and we can start developing you know the music ministry and and that's something that all we want to do so yeah and that, that's really important i think it will be good uh, christian will have the opportunity to go have lunch with some of our students and stuff like that and really begin to develop that ministry uh, it, it's really a challenge uh, sometimes. I think that we were talking about when we first started life fellowship we were meeting in a, a home uh, condo we started in our home and then we moved to another home and we had all the kids in one room and there were what five or six seven eight yeah <laughs> and uh but we kept them corralled in one room we could close the door and keep them in there right but but that's the exciting thing to see what how god is developing us as we grow individually and as we grow as a church and he's developing these ministries and uh, we're really excited about it uh, is there anything else that you wanted to share? I'm think I'm killing time because there was something else I wanted to say. I'm trying to think of what that was. Well, as far as for the youth, yeah, that's something that I would love to do. Of course, with your permission, if uh, they need someone to go throughout the week to the school and kind of hang out. I know we do the. Uh, you guys are here at prayer around the pole. Is that something? I'm, I'm, see you at the pole. Okay. Yeah, potato potato. 
Uh, but uh, I, uh, it's, uh, we're going to go pray. And I would love to be with them, you know. It's, and, and if they, hey, Christian, can you come to my school and, and I don't know, have lunch with me because I don't want to sit by myself. Or maybe I just want to introduce you to my friends. And Absolutely. I'm here to serve them as well. And um, they can reach out to me in, in any way. Of course, like I said, with your permission, you guys knowing what's going on and always communication with, with your with you guys, and if something is going on, if you guys need help with anything, I'm here to serve as well. Well, great. Uh, do we have any questions now? Just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that could be dangerous. Oh, I know what it was. I know what I was going to say. Um, and and I talked I talked to a Christian about this, so I'm I'm not I'm trying to navigate through this carefully and respectfully. Um, but Christian has a girlfriend. And one of the things we talked about is, are you keeping your life pure? Because there was a young man that was really gifted and talented that I really liked that I wanted to bring on as our praise and worship leader a while back. Um, and, as, and everything looked great. I mean, everything was going well. And I said, well, tell me about your relationship with your girlfriend. And he's like, well, um, we're living together. Boom, red flag. And I'm like, uh, you're living together. And, and he had all the reasons and all the excuses for it. And he said that they were remaining pure, even though they were sleeping in the same bed together. I'm like, I'm not sure how that works. You have a lot more self-control probably than most men. Uh, but, but anyway, I said, well, so if, if, you're, if one of the students comes up and says, well, I'm thinking about moving in with my boyfriend or girlfriend, how would you answer that? I mean, how could you say, no, that's not the right thing to do? when you're living with your girlfriend. And I know all the reasons, financial reasons, blah, blah, blah. But how could you really honestly answer that in a manner that would be sufficient for leading our youth? And so that was a deal killer. That was a deal killer for us. And so when we talk about people leading, we're not talking about people that have perfect lives, but we are talking about people that have integrity and uh, live a lifestyle that, that lives what we say we believe. And so that's one of the discussions that we had is, um, I know you have a girlfriend, are you, are you guys keeping it pure? No sexual contact, uh, no touchy-feely, no, I don't want to get too graphic here, but uh, you, you get the point. And, and he said, absolutely, and that they are, they're pure and uh, they're keeping it that way. And so I, I want to say this for a couple of reasons. One, if you're a parent, there are examples. I mean, you know, I, there, you, you see children getting pregnant at 12, 13 years old and things like that. Listen, as parents, we need to raise the bar. We need to set the standard at home. But I want you to know that we're setting the standard, the godly standard at church as well. And we're not just talking it, we're walking it. So uh, I, want, I want you to be aware of that. Um, so I, I don't know if you want to touch on that. or. Um. Yeah, absolutely. My girlfriend's name is Ruth. You will all eventually meet her. She will. She's excited whenever I spoke to her about coming to Life Fellowship, and so she's gonna come and visit. So, was it Jason? You were playing around. You were like, does she even exist? <laughs> she does exist. Should I take out a picture? Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, no, she's very lovely. Her name is Ruth, uh, and she probably said that. Oh, well, I was gonna mention the purity ring. This is a ring that I've had on this finger even before I met Ruth. Um, we've been, Ruth and I have been going out for about a year and three months, four months as men. We never get it right. Um, but just kidding. 
Wow, that was a very sensitive topic. Nobody laughed. Did you hear? Ladies were like, mm. anyways. <laughs> uh, this is, but this is a ring that I had way before I met Ruth, and this is something that I. Uh, it's a commit. It's a yeah, commitment that I made with God. Okay, Lord, I'm going to remain pure, not just not just to my not just because of my girlfriend, you know, not just because I have a girlfriend, but because I'm a Christian and I'm your son. So I've had, I know, so if you see me, you might have asked yourself, is this guy married? No, not married, but well, I am to God, you know, but um, yeah, I made that promise to God. I'm going to put this on this finger and I'm going to remain pure, pure to you. And same thing with my girlfriend. Whenever we started going out, when I asked her to be my girlfriend, I, I asked her with a ring, not an engagement ring, but with, with a, it says true love waits. And it was a true love wait ring for her uh, and as a sign of saying, I'm going to respect you, and I'm, you know, you respect me until we get married. Whenever these rings turn into, you know, the wedding bands, and we can go all out. But all bets are off yeah. on that night. But, you know, <laughs> so right now we're, you know, we're keeping it PG. Sorry. Cool. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, here. Well, 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 that's awesome, and and I think that's important. Because if we're going to have somebody working with our youth, we want somebody that's leading them well, leading them strong, leading them pure. We want uh, our, our social media to be effective, but we also want it to be reflective of the Christ-centeredness and the Bible-based teaching that we have here in worship. And then, of course, leading worship is, is really, really critical and, and important as well. So I, I just wanted to take some time, and if you're visiting today, I'm so sorry. This is atypical for what we normally do. Um, I'm not really sorry. I, no, I'm not sorry. I'm glad that you're getting to experience and meet this, this fine young man and also understand the importance of our heart when it comes to worship. So when we talk about worship-driven, we're not just throwing a, a nice phrase out there. We mean it, and we also mean that we're going to live it. So that's part of this whole um, process that we're going through. So um, I, I'd like to just, I'd like for everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes for a moment. You may be here this morning and you may be saying that uh, you, you may not have a relationship with the Lord today. And maybe, maybe God is beckoning you. Maybe he's calling you back. Maybe he's calling you to him. Maybe you never had a relationship with him or you've wandered away. If God is speaking to your heart this morning, would you slip up your hand? I want to pray with you. Listen, there's no shame in that. The shame would be to walk out of this building and not receive all that God has for you today. This is a safe place, and uh, it's all about a relationship with him. Anybody here this morning? Okay. All right. Uh, I want to pray for Christian while we're in this posture. Lord, I, I thank you for bringing Christian here. I thank you for his heart. I thank you for his desire to serve you and to serve your people. And Father, I, I just pray that you would continue to bless him, bless the works of his hands, bless his relationships. Father, we're so excited to have him here, to be a part of this family, to be a part of what you're doing, not only ministry here locally, and, but globally. Father, you're opening up doors all across the globe for us to go and train up and equip, and, and he's going to be an integral part of that. And so, Father, I thank you so much for bringing him as we prayed for him for months and years. And, Lord, uh, 
that you brought him here now for such a time as this, that you brought Life Fellowship to this place for such a time as this. There are people that are dying. There are people that are lost. There are people without hope in our own communities. And we're reaching out to them and also across the globe, training up and equipping other pastors and leaders and, and sharing the hope and the love of Christ. And Father, I thank you so much for him. I thank you for his life. I thank you for his commitment to you. I thank you for his integrity. I thank you for his commitment to this house and to us as a congregation. So Father, we speak a blessing over him. In Jesus' name. This morning, we're gonna do what we always do is we're gonna take a little time and, and just say, God, are you speaking to me? What are you speaking to me this morning? Holy Spirit, what are you saying? to me and let's begin to just press in and worship and and be open to what the lord wants to say to us this morning will you do that no yeah okay all right Yeah, give him a, a, a hand clap of praise. Father, we worship you. You are worthy of our praise, God. We sing hallelujah to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to just remind you of a couple of things. Women's group, Tuesday night at 7 o'clock in the, in the youth room. Ladies, be here, please. It's, it's good stuff, I promise you. You need it. You need to be here. Wednesday night Bible study at 7. Tonight we have uh, Starting Life 101 at 6.30 and the College and Career at 6.30. Listen, we're doing these things not because you don't have anything to do, but these things are important. And so we want you to, to be here when you can. And, and we don't have that much going on normally during the week. So you, you can be at home and spend time with your family. We want you to do that. But these things will equip you and help train you up and help encourage you and strengthen you for the, the week ahead and the things that are going on in your life. Is there, any, is there something else I'm missing? No? Okay, we're going to have a membership class on the 21st. If, uh, if you're curious about Life Fellowship, uh, come to the membership class and we'll have dinner for you, and, and we'll go through that. It's about an hour and a half, I guess, and you'll get to see, uh, you know, really understand what we're all about. If you've been coming here for a while, what you see is what you get, so you, you know what we're all about, uh, and there's never, never any pressure to join. Uh, at the end of the class, we have a covenant, and we say, hey, if you want to be a member, sign this covenant, and uh, you're in. But, you know, if you're here, you're in. So, you know, we're not real big on that, but we, we want to be able to, to go through the government structure and all that kind of stuff. So that'll be on the 21st on Sunday afternoon. I'm not sure. 
It's in the evening sometime. We'll let you know. Uh, but in the meantime, let's be encouraged. And let's go out and speak life. Let's go out and speak blessings over ourselves and one another. And make a difference in your world by going out and living it. You're dismissed. Thank you for being here this morning.